はい、えー、今日ですね、えー、羊詩編のシリーズとして詩編の14編から見ていきたいと思います。So today we're continuing our service,、uh, our series of sermons on the book of Psalms. So we're on Psalm 14 today. はい、今まで、えー、いろんな詩編を見てきましたが、大体知恵知恵という、えー、そういう、えー、なんていうんですか、ね、知恵の詩編と言ったらいいんですかね、そういう箇所をずっと見てきました。So we've been looking at a few psalms、um, for the past few weeks, and a lot of them have had to do with the theme of、uh, wisdom. So it could be called like the wisdom psalms. で、3週間前は僕がメッセージしたときは、神様という存在、神様の教理について、えー、詩編の139編から学びました。Three weeks ago, we started the series and I preached on、um, Psalm 139 and we learned about what the Psalms teach us about God. And then we looked at Psalm 8 and we learned about what it means to be a human being. Last week, Jono preached a sermon on Psalm 127 and that taught us about、uh, what true rest is. はい。はい、なので、えー、一節から、えー、七節全部読んでいきます。So、日本語で広く読みますので、えー、聖書箇所を英語の方は開くか、またスクリーンを見てください。一節、愚か者は心の中で神はいないという、彼らは腐っていて忌まわしいことを行う、善を行う者はいない、主は天から人の子らを見下ろ,見下ろされた。悟る者、神を求める者がいるかどうかと、すべての者が離れてき、誰もかも無用の者となった、善を行う者はいない、誰一人いない、不法を行う者はいない、みんな知らないのか、彼らは私の民,の民を喰らいながらパンを食べ、主を呼び求めない、見よ、彼らは大いに恐れた、神は正しい一族と共におられるからだ。お前たちは苦しむ者の計画を踏みにじろうとするだろう。しかし、主が彼の先どころである。ああ、イスラエルの救い,の救いがシオンから来るように。主が御民を、えー、元通りにされるとき、ヤコブは楽しめ、イスラエルは喜べ。私たちは完全に神から離れたもの。そのように2週間, 2週間前のメッセージで学びました。Now, all of us are people who have been completely separated from God. We learned this from our sermons. And what that means is there's not a single one of us who's righteous, not a single one of us does the right thing. It's not talking about whether we do the right things or the wrong things, but that, that we ourselves we are not right. We as human beings we already possess this attribute of being separated from God. But then we also learned that God made us in a wonderful way. のな私たちが持っている問題、それを聖書では愚かさと呼んでいます
So in the midst of that, this situation the human race finds ourselves in, the, the Bible describes our complexity, our both wonderfulness and our brokenness as foolishness. So we're going to learn what this foolishness is. Our first point would be what is foolishness. So and then how that foolishness actually permeates our whole world. It's spread out everywhere. And then our final point will be how can we be healed and cured from this foolishness. When we hear this question of is there a God, uh, we immediately, most of us jump to this uh, question of, you know, philosophical or scientific evidence, like how do we prove if the God is there? And a lot of people who yeah, say boldly, there's no way you can prove through science that God exists. But then the writer of this psalm, David, he's not trying to prove or show scientifically that God exists. He's talking about something much deeper than, than that. He's talking about the, the moral condition of our hearts. That to him, and what he's trying to say is that it is obvious that God exists. It is such a plain and simple truth that we should be able to see. So when we often when people talk about you know, proving the existence of God, there are a few arguments that are raised. And one of them is looking at the, the makeup of the world when we look at the world from a, a, a naturalistic perspective. That, that argument for God is that when you look at the world and all the complexity, all of the uh, laws of nature, all of the scientific principles, um, there's no way it could have just come out by chance. So think about it this way, right? Imagine I brought a box of pastel um, crayons, uh, 12 colors. And imagine if somehow you know, this this box exploded. And all the crayons were spread out and they were, they, they were splattered everywhere. And then, you know, what is the probability you think that all that splattering, that explosion caused a photograph, um, you know, like this ultra-realistic painting of Totoro? What do you think is the probability of that? I think if you did this thing like you know a billion, billion, billion times, I don't know what's this. Yeah, it would never happen. You know, you could perhaps say after a few million times, oh, this looks a little bit like Totoro. If Picasso was, or if you were trying to paint a Picasso painting, maybe, maybe it might look good. So, 
So to say that this entire our world, our beautiful complex world came by chance is really quite foolish. So that's only one of the arguments we could use. But then really what David is saying here, he's not saying that, you know, a person is a fool because he says there is no God. But he's really saying that, you know, the def- a fool is really somebody who really in his heart thinks there is no God. That this a fool is somebody who doesn't factor God into his life's equations. He's talking about people who do not factor in the fact that you know, God is there and they don't think about him when they think about their lives. So whether God exists is not primarily just something that uh, it's not a problem with our, our understanding. It's really a problem with our heart. It's a problem of our faith. Because really, to believe that everything that you see came about by chance requires a lot of faith. For instance, in the sermon last week, right, we faced a question, why aren't we able to rest? Why are, we, why are all of us not able to rest well? That's because we are not thinking that God really is there. That God is actually our provider. He's a sovereign God. He's in control of everything. We are not even considering that in our lives. Well, we say, you know, when we sing about the fact that there is God, we, we say we worship Him, we're not actually factoring Him into our life's equations. So when we think about this, why do we work too hard? Because we have not put God into our lives. Because we think that you know, we have to do something. We have to be in con- we are the ones in control of our lives. We try to do everything ourselves. Why, why do we worry? You know, we read this passage from Matthew 6 earlier, right? Why are we anxious? Because we actually have that pride. We think we actually know what's going to happen tomorrow better than God himself. That the problem then ultimately is that we have not really put the existence of God, his presence really into our minds. And that's a problem that faces all of us, whether we are Christians or not. So the first problem with uh, foolishness, this definition of foolishness is that God is not, uh, does not factor into our thinking. And then the second problem with this comes actually from verse, we can see that in verse 4. He says, have they no knowledge 
all these evil doers. はい、ギリシヘブル語ではまた他の訳ではですね、彼らは学ばないのかって言い方をしています。学ばないのか。In other translations and in the original Hebrew, you know, there's a sense that are these people not learning? Are these people not able to learn? 要は愚かな者とは学習力能力がない人たちです。<笑> So, put another way, foolish people are people who don't have the desire to learn. They are not people who have a posture of learning from mistakes and, and trying to change their lives. They are, not, they are people when they look at the brokenness in the world, the evil in the world, they don't ask, oh, where is God in this? They don't. 別の言い方をすると自分が変わる必要がないって思ってしまっている人です。なぜでしょうかまた、さっきの問題と同じです。神という自分より上の存在、モラル的にも、秩序的にも上の存在がいないから、自分が神だと思ってるんですよ。Well, the problem is they don't think that there's an existence that is higher than they are. They don't think there's a, a person who is superior to them who should be able to tell them what to do. They think they are God. And finally, they think they decide, they define their own moral standard. だから、要は世の中が言ってることと同じです。自分が自分の幸せ、自分のやりたいこと、自分の目的を決める、そのような考え方が愚かだって言ってるわけです。So, You know, we often hear this, right? You decide your own happiness, you decide what is right for you.、Um, that is what the Bible defines as foolishness. Think about this. This is, ultimate, this is the ultimate definition of pride, right? That we think that we are God. Think about this. You know, which part of our lives did we actually get to decide? What of our own lives did we really get to decide? Did you decide where you were going to be born? Did you decide which generation, which age you were going to be born in? Did you get to choose whether you would have a handsome or good looking、uh, your parents? You know? Did you decide you know, whether you would have siblings? Did you decide your own nationality? でもそれらを忘れて自分自身を決められるって思っていること自体が愚かなんです。僕はイギリスにいた時ですね、イギリス人にずっとなりたかったんです。なんか日本から離れて要は西洋かぶれっていうんですかアメリカイギリスかぶれになった時になんかあもう俺イギリス人として生きていきたいってもうイギリス人の格好をし始めイギリス人の髪型にし始めました。So when I was studying in the UK, you know, I, I was in this environment where I really wanted to just try to look like one of them and I you know, wore clothes like the British did. I cut my hair the way the British did. そして要は結局何をしてたかというと日本人としての自分が恥ずかしかったわけですよ。But ultimately, what the problem with that was, I was ashamed of being a Japanese person. I had not really put into my mind, you know, in my, my, the equations of my life, that it was God who chose me to be Japanese. He chose me to be born with this face, with this. With All of the circumstances, I didn't think about it that way. 
同じ原理ですよね。神様を入れてないんです、私たちの人生に。三節は、だから私たちは無用になった、日本語で言ってます。英語では、worthless っていうそういう訳も使われてます。そういう神様をなしに自分の人生の目的、使命、行く,行く、えー、道。そういうものを想定しないことが愚かさの象徴です。Proof, そして3番目の愚かさの定義は、それは道徳的に根本的に壊れているという定義です。So In fact, in the Old Testament, there, are, there were three words that were used to express the, word, the meaning of foolishness. So, the word that was used here in this psalm is the、uh, Hebrew word Nabal. Nabal. Hi, Nabal, その言葉はですね、第一サメル記25章で、ナバルとアビゲイルっていう、アビゲイルという奥さんですね、そのシーンが、ダビデのとのやり取りのシーンが出てきます。What's interesting is actually the word Naval appears in 1 Samuel 25 in the story of、um, a man called Naval and his wife Abigail and how their interactions with King David. So, Naval in that story was, he was a man who completely had no respect, he was very rude. ふて,ふてぶてしてきてすごく失礼で、えー、そしてもう他の人をけなしているようなそのような態度です。そして So he, was, he had this attitude that nobody else is、um, worthy ここ you know, to think about other Here there is this expression of somebody who is kind of looking down even on, on God. それだけじゃなくて自覚していますか
懲らしめの無知がこれを子供から遠ざけるって言い方をしています。Now, in the book of Proverbs 22:15, it says, Folly is bound up in the heart of a child, but the rod of discipline drives it far from him. 私たちはその愚かさを持って生まれてきていることなんです。え子供です。もう子どもの頃から自分にはそのような能力がある自分は全て知っているそういう態度ははっきりと表れています。そうですね、でもご両親は知ってるわけです。いや彼らはそのような自分を全て面倒見る能力はないって分かってるわけです。こんなちっちゃい赤ちゃんの時、彼まだ上のメイちゃんが6歳の時、嘘泣きもしました。どこで学んだんでしょうかもうすでに愚かさが子供の心に絡みついてるんです。そして親の仕事はそれを追い出す、遠ざけるのが親の役目です。神様がいる、神様を恐れさせること、そして神様を信じさせること、それが親の役目ですよ。この間、サイゼリに僕、えー、の家族で座ってました。そして隣にですね、2人のちっちゃい5歳、6歳の男の子と、そして父親が座ってました。そして、まあ男の子なので、すごくまあいろんなね、あのじゃれあったり、喧嘩したり、すごくどんどんどんどんうるさ,うるさくなってきたんですね。で、そして僕あの僕の娘たちはそれを見ながら、ちゃんと行事してないで、本当にしょうがないねって、私が子供の頃はそうじゃなかったのにって、そんなことを言うわけですね。<笑>こいつら分かってないなでもそしたらですねその男の子の一人がフォークを持ち出して弟を刺そうとしたんです。で、お父さん何をしてたか気をつけてねって。それだけなんですよ。とてつもない周りに迷惑かけながらうるさくしながら、ああ、静かにしてね、それだけです
You know, while the boys were causing all of that ruckus, you know, the father hadn't said, and he just kept saying things like, oh, just keep quiet, be quiet. Yeah, yeah, Mazu.止めろよって思いました。ここで弟が頭刺されてもいいのかって、そう思いません皆さん。私たちの問題はその愚かさを遠ざけずに、愚かさを持ったまま大人になってきてしまってるんです。our real problem is that that foolishness has not been driven from us as we and we just grew up like that. クリスチャンでも。そういう現実があります。this foolishness um, is shown in our society as well. それをとともに他の人々、要は他の国々、神を信じない、神を呼び求めない人たちを比較しています。Here David is actually comparing his own people Israel with the surrounding nations who the people who don't believe in God. 神を求める人々、そして神を求めない人々です。It's a group his people were seeking God, they knew God and a group who didn't know God and did not seek God.もちろん、私たちの社会は神を呼び求めない、要は神を自分の方程式に入れてない人々ですよ。and in our society, you know, most of the people don't seek God. They don't put God into their equations. ローマの3章11節、18節はこのように言ってます。出ていますかないですかね。はい。え、パウロはこの同じ箇所を引用しながら誰もかもが無用になったって言います。要は英語では、together一緒に愚か者になってしまったって言い方をしています。so in the New Testament, Paul writes in Romans 3, uh, 11 to 18, there he uses this phrase that, and he's using this sum in his letter. He says, together they have become worthless. Our world, our society is actually, you know, a society that's trying to make things function, trying to make life work somehow without God, thinking that we're doing, we have to try to do this without God. Remember though that our, our world is actually reflecting some of God's order because He made us in His image, right? And so He made the world according to His design, so we do show some of that. And in theological terms, we call that common grace, that God's grace is applied to all of the world. At the same time, this world is broken. So I'll give you an example. Like for me, I loved cars, and in one of the cars I really loved in the past was the Mini Cooper. Not the recent Mini Coopers that you see, the, the original one, the one that, you know, right from the very beginning. But the fact is, today you can't really find any one of those, the original model of the Mini Cooper anymore. Now, if you had bought one of those original models, you know, you, you, the parts start to break after time, right, due to wear. そして壊れた部品はオリジナルが見つからないので、他の車のパーツを使ってそれを機能させようとするんです。
And then, you know, as the parts started getting broken, you would try to replace them and fix them, but you couldn't find the original parts. You would have to find something close to the original and try somehow to use that to make your car work. So, do you know what happens when that keeps happening? You know, other parts start breaking down because of that unoriginal, the, the part that you used that wasn't originally designed for the original. And then, you know, gradually, more and more of the car starts breaking down. That's a good illustration of, of our world today. Without seeking God for his original design, we start trying to fix the, the problems with our own ideas and with parts that weren't meant for to, to fix the problem. For example, you often hear this, right? We say it's education. The problem is education. Right, we, we think that you know, we have to fix the educational system and when we try to fix it that way, but then next uh, it comes out the problem is with the environment, for example. Uh, we say it's because of our politics, we have to change our political system. But then we try to fix that and the problem appears in another place. Oh, for example, we think, oh, we're trying to fix this problem of the coronavirus pandemic, and then while we're doing that, maybe some other problems have occurred. So we are really people who are trying to fix our problems without the instruction manual. You know, it's as if you had this iPhone that's broken and without you know, the instruction manual you're trying to fix it yourself. And we don't even know what this device was originally meant to do. You know, if you didn't know what it was meant for, how, do you, how are you going to fix it? This is happening you know, on, on a bigger scale in, in society, but it's also happening in our Personal lives. And then foolishness is also not understanding how all of this is actually affecting one another, uh, that it affects everything. So for me, because of an incident, I had been driven out of my previous church. It was a church that was very um, controlling. So in, in that kind of a, a you know organizational culture, when I had questions and I raised up questions, I was told you are not being loyal, you have to leave. And I was Honestly, my first reaction when that happened to me was to ask, aren't they supposed to be Christians? They are, as Christians, how could they do this? I had no way of seeing that a lot of it was my own problem. Right? 
愚かさによって判断できていないということを認めることがまず最初にできなかったんです。I wasn't even able to recognize that I was at fault because I didn't recognize you know even some of the errors that they were saying, some of the、uh, theological errors they were making. I, I didn't even recognize that in myself. または自分でそれを言ってしまったら嫌われてしまうんじゃないかという思いがあったので言いたくもありませんでした、日本人として。And then even when I realized something was wrong, I, I was so afraid of speaking up. You know? So I had the problem as, as a Japanese. I, was, I didn't want to rock the boat. I didn't say anything. And then I, I was not aware of how foolish I was actually. We, all of us, we are part of the problem. You know, while we are. Victims, we are also the perpetrator of these problems. So, whether we have awareness of that, whether we've understood that, that's the first thing that we need to think about. What do we have to do then? You know, this, this foolishness that, that's everywhere, how are we going to be safe from it? どうすれば今日朝起きたときにしっかり神様のことを想定して物事、判断、人生の決断をしていくことができるようになっていくんでしょうか How can we become people who, you know, every morning, this morning, when the moment we wake up, we think about God and we factor Him in into all of our decisions? How do we become people like that? 正直に聞きます。前回皆さんが決断した中で神様に祈りましたか So, I will ask you a very honest question. You know, the, next, the, 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 the last decision that you made, did you pray? Did you ask God? I'm not saying that you have to ask God for every small thing, like what you're going to eat, but In the major decisions of your life, who you're going to marry, what kind of a job you're going to take, did you ask God first? I think in the majority of cases, all of us, we, we didn't do that. We probably decided based on you know, all the factors, all the conditions, whether we liked our own likings and dislikes, our comfort level. How,、uh, how can we be healed from this foolishness? それが最後のポイントです。一番愚かさの最悪の状態、それはさっき言いました、自分が愚かだって気づいてない状態です。The, the the 病人、一番最悪の状態は自分が病気だって気づいてないことです。The worst condition for a person who has a sickness to be in is to think that he doesn't have a sickness. The fact that you know, a person actually needs medication, he needs medical help, and he doesn't think he does, that's a problem. When you are sick, you know, you need. A diagnosis. You need the right diagnosis. Without the right diagnosis, you cannot be healed. So, therefore, the cure for our foolishness is first we need to understand our condition. So, therefore, the cure for our foolishness is first we need to understand our condition. 
幻想です自分の問題自分自身の幻想から解放されなくちゃいけない We need to be set free really from that delusion that we don't have a problem If we think we don't have a problem we need to be set free from that ここで2つの国民が出てくるさっき言いましたイスラエルとそしてそうじゃない人たち In this psalm again we mentioned earlier that there were two groups of people that were being compared right Israel and the other nations 要は愚かな国々の人々は神を呼び求めない人々っていうそういう描写があります Now, there was this expression that these were people who did not seek God, they were people who did not think there was God. So, Israel was coming to the world, but they were young. So, they were young. And then on, this, on the other hand, there was Israel who knew God, but they were small and weak, and they were being persecuted by these other nations. So maybe we have to be driven to a, a situation where we have no choice but to seek God. Do you know why Israel was chosen by God? Probably because they were the weakest. They were the smallest nation. They didn't even have their own land. They were slaves in Egypt. So in a sense, they understood, they really knew their own weakness. That's why Jesus said, those who are poor, are, blessed are those who are poor. Why does he say that? Because that's the first step to getting Freed from that condition of foolishness. So when we realize that we have no power, when we are helpless, that we begin to seek God, the true source of our help. So here David says, you know, where would salvation for Israel come from? He says in verse 7, salvation would come out of Zion. What is Zion? Zion is a very special term in the Bible. It refers both to the mountain of God and also refers to that temple on that mountain. So Zion really refers to this, this hill and in Jerusalem and that More importantly, it refers to the temple that was constructed on the top of that hill. So Zion often always referred to the place that God had chosen to put his dwelling, where God had chosen to dwell. So, in a way, you know, the writer of the psalm, David, he was giving a prophecy that the salvation for Israel would come out of Zion. He was making a prophecy. For people who realized that they needed salvation, they were weak and they needed God. That salvation would be coming from Zion. What did he mean by that? Let's look at Hebrews chapter 
しかしあなた方が近づいているのはシオンの山生ける神の都である天上のエルサレム無数の見つかりたちの喜びの集い天に登録されている長子たちの教会すべての人の裁き主である神完全なものとされた義人たちの霊さらに新しい契約の仲介者でイエスそれにアベルの血よりも優れたことを語る注ぎかけられたイエスの血ですって書いてあります。But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to the innumerable angels in festal gathering, and to the assembly of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of the righteous made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. The salvation that will come out of Zion is talking about. Jesus Christ. どういう意味でしょうか no, what does that mean? イエス・キリストは唯一愚か者じゃない人でした神であり人でありそして唯一の知者唯一愚かじゃないも存在です foolish. それがそのような存在が愚か者とされ裁かれそして十字架にかかりました That such a person was deemed as foolish and he was executed together with the foolish people. Yes, Christo が十字架にかかっている状態を他の兵士たち、ローマの兵士たちや人々が見たときにあざけ笑い、そしてバカにしました。When Jesus Christ was hung on that cross, you know, the people around him, the, the Roman soldiers and all the, the people who were opposed to him, they were laughing at him and mocking him. 十字架っていうものは私たちにとってはこの世の中にとっては愚かさなんです。でも私たちイエス・キリストを信じる者にとってはそれはまず私たちの愚かさの象徴です。私たちの愚かさがイエス・キリストを貼り付けてしまった。要は十字架を通してまず自分たちが愚かだって分かるんです cross, Actually, 初めて自分が弱い神に呼び求めなくちゃいけないと分かるんです we we weak, helpless, でもイエス・キリストはそこから復活しました But Jesus Christ did not stay on the cross. He rose from the dead. In 1 Corinthians 1 でもこのような愚か者になるんではなくてキリストにあってこういう愚か者になってねって言ってるんです。世の中にとって愚か者になれと言っているんです。世
世の中にと同調するな世の中に対して愚か者であってくれイエス・キリストにおいて言ってるんです。Don't become like the world, don't compromise with the world, but become people who you know, the world would call foolish. Because it is only through Jesus Christ that we have come to be able to see the reality about God Himself. It is only through the gospel that we begin to be able to start. Putting God into our lives equations. So I'd like to end with this. With, yeah, with this. Actually, this person, Tim Keller, he passed away yesterday. And to me, he was a spiritual father, he was a leader,、um, a teacher to me. ですごくショックでした。Was a big shock to me. でもその死を彼の死人生を考えたときに何が一番彼の教えの中で自分に影響があったんだろうとそう考えました。But then on this event of his death, I was made to reflect on what what his life meant. What was the center of all the things that he had taught me? それはある意味知恵キリストにある知恵を教えてくれた人です。He was somebody who had really taught me what true wisdom was in Christ. Earlier, I mentioned that I had been driven out of my previous church and I had kind of like been driven into exile. So, at that point in my life, you know, I didn't. Even have a church I could go to, so I started listening to Tim Keller's sermons online. And in that sermon, the first sermon from Tim Keller, he was talking about the life of Jacob. So the sermon was on the life of Jacob.、Um, is there a scripture for the last part? The, the main scripture. Oh, the main scripture, sorry. Yeah. Hi. Well, ヤコブの人生はこういう人生だって彼はメッセージを語ってたんですよ。要は他の人になりすまして、要は自分の兄、双子の兄はエサウになりすまして、彼が持っている祝福を奪うために、要はコスプレをした、まあ、これは僕の言葉ですけども、なりすまして、それを奪おうとしたわけですよね。Right, in, in the psalm that we're looking at, at the end, it says, Let Jacob rejoice. Now, who was Jacob? Jacob was somebody who Was trying to get the blessing of his older brother. He was a twin. He, he wanted to get the blessing from his brother, but he thought the way to do that was to change his life, to, to try to pretend to be like his older brother. I use the word he was like cosplaying, right? right if you remember the story, you know, he even you know, tried to smell like his brother. He would you know, put on clothes that, that would make it fool his father into thinking he was Esau. And he was cosplaying. And that was all for the purpose of getting the blessing of somebody else's life. So when I heard this sermon from Tim Keller, it made me realize that, well,、oh, I'm just like Jacob. Because I, it made me realize that up to that point, I had been trying to live 
in a way that, you know, if I could just become a successful minister like these, these pastors, if I could just preach in this way, if I could do these things and get this, this ministry success, then I would finally be happy. I would finally be blessed. That is ultimately the definition of cosplay, right? And that's what we are all doing. That at my workplace, you know, I want to be like this person. You know, if I just put on this particular brand of makeup, I, I can make myself cuter. I want to be like that influencer on, on in social media. You know, we all have that image that we are trying to become. So But in, in that sermon, Tim Keller didn't just say, therefore, you should get your identity from God. And he didn't end there. No, he didn't say, just try to you know, get your identity from God. He said, no, Jesus Christ was the true and better Jacob. So well, Jesus Christ, you know, being the firstborn, he was the true elder brother. He came to be born on this earth and took on the position of like a servant and became like a younger brother. He gave up all of his rights as God's son, you know, and became like one of us in order to help all of us, the younger brothers and sisters, receive the blessing that the older brothers should have been getting. So that message told me, you know, ultimately it is only Jesus Christ who has who gives me that identity. And all I really have to do in life is to keep looking at Jesus. Up till that point, I thought I understood the gospel pretty well. I had all of the facts here in my head. But I had no idea how to apply the power of the gospel. But I had no idea how this gospel should factor into my life. I had no idea of how the gospel, the, the God that this gospel was showing me was supposed to be ruling in my life. So the only solution, the only cure for our foolishness, really, is to become the kind of fools that God wants us to be, the, the kind of fools who trust in Him, who trust in His provision for our lives, the gospel of Jesus Christ. So from today, I really would like all of us to you know, think about God and really, He, he is the master of your life. In, Invite him into all of your decisions in your life. Let us pray together.